You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And, you know, part of the the beauty of this podcast... You know, it's funny, I, I kind of say, you know, part of the beauty every time. And maybe it's because, you know, I look at this space from definitely, you know, an optimistic, you know, view and, and, and optimistic about, you know, what is possible. But at the same time, I will just say, you know, one of the things that you know, that I love about, you know, decentralization. And even in this, you know, ridiculous market that we're in right now, you know, one of the things that is, you know, just an interesting byproduct is that, you know, we are in many ways, you know, held accountable through the human condition, right? Like what is, you know, the human condition all about? And, and, and part of that can be, you know, it can be exciting. It can be, something that allows us to really control and manage things that maybe we never have before. But at the same time, we're dealing with humans. Not only are humans unpredictable, but we are emotional. And we are, you know, not only are we driven by, you know, outside factors, and in many cases, we are extremely unpredictable. But we are also, you know, in many ways, you know, giving us users more control doesn't mean better, right? It really means different. And I think that's an important you know piece of this. And, you know, I'm here in Ohio. I uh, actually just got checked into my hotel room, uh, setting up with my my new audio setup. Uh, shout out to my, my Zoom P4 that's now allowing me to record with my high quality uh, microphone on the road. Well, hopefully it's recording. If not, I'll have to press the damn button again, uh, you know, rolling with those damn punches. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm here in Ohio and tomorrow I'm speaking about, uh, you know, NFTs and Web3 for small businesses. What do they need to be thinking about or preparing for or understanding so that they can be prepared when the when the timing makes sense? And I'll say over the last 24 hours, man, I've I've consumed more, you know, more podcasts on 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 really crypto as a whole than I probably have in the last six months, right? And, you know, there's a there was a whole bunch of shows. I can't even name all of them off the top of my head. You know, uh, shout out to Group Chat and shout out to, to Bankless um, and a couple other of the shows that I, I tapped into, you know, on my travels and even this morning when I woke up. And, and part of it for me was, you know, I really want to understand a lot of the, you know, the sediment, a lot of the information that's being shared, because I will no, no doubt not consider myself a, a crypto or financial expert in any stretch of the imagination. You know, I do believe, you know, my experience here with NFTs and NFT 365 and the amount of time that I've committed to researching, buying NFTs, understanding trends, you know, I do believe that, you know, I, I have, you know, some of the most in-depth experience and knowledge on, you know, the, on just the NFT variables out there, but I, I still don't consider myself, you know, an expert. And you might be wondering like, 
So Brian, how are you going to handle that here with the small businesses? Or maybe you're a small business that's listening, or maybe you're an entrepreneur or you're a service provider, or even you know, you work for a larger brand. You know, one of the things is easy to it's easy allow to allow kind of the the public sediment to and really the public emotion on things to infiltrate places that they have it has no business being a part of. And what I mean by that is when I, you know, for the talk that I'm giving tomorrow and, you know, we have, you know, excited to have some new slides coming out. We have, a, you know, just a cool kind of rollout for everyone that's here. The beauty of this whole space is that, you know, for, for what I'm going to be talking about is not, you know, bored apes or crypto punks or goblins. You know, I might mention them because that's what's in the, the media, but I'm really going to be focusing on, you know, what is the blockchain? What is the ledger? What is this, uh, you know, uh, authentication uh, that that provides us? And then what are the things we have to start to do to prepare for that, right? And, you know, I think, you know, if you're playing kind of the the collector game, which I play, uh, or like the flipping, or even, you know, the community PFP game, you know, there's a lot of decisions you have to make right now in this, you know, in this bull, um, you know, in this bear market, right? And, and I will just say the reason that I, I listen to crypto uh, podcasts on the way here is not because I plan on talking about that in my talk. And actually, I don't believe the crypto, um, you know, the volatility around crypto, I don't believe has much impact on my not, on my talk tomorrow at all. And, um, and but the reason that this is the most important part here is the reason that I've been studying and, and spending a lot of time, you know, over, especially over the last 24 hours, consuming, consuming, consuming around the narrative around crypto, is that anytime that you are thinking about change or you are preparing for something new, you have to be able to put yourself in the shoes of those that you're talking to. Now, this is a, you know, a keynote that I've given for many years. It's probably one of my favorite you know, keynotes to give, and it's called Think Like a Fan. Now, my last name is Fanzo. You know, it kind of works out well. Think like a fan. And, the, you know, the byproduct was always like, how do you put yourself in the shoes of your consumer so that you can actually market, you know, drive social media, communications, PR, you know, as if you were a fan of your own brand, right? And I actually think, you know, a lot of brands and businesses, including NFT projects, should hire their number one fan. They should hire their number one uh, supporter. You know, it's something here on the podcast, right? Those that, someone that listens to the podcast every single day, that's someone that's dialed into everything that we have going on, more than likely they're going to know and think of things and understand things about the podcast that not even my team understands, right? And so the the reason that I kind of position all of this and that think like a fan uh, mentality is that you know, as soon as I go on that stage and I talk about, you know, I bring up NFTs or even when I see the title of my presentation, one of the things that's going to happen is people's, you know, their their immediate reaction it will, will be, you know, based on a couple of things. And, and like me, I'm very lucky. I've spoke at this event now for seven years in a row. Shout out to my good friend, uh, Jessica Phillips, in my opinion, one of the smartest marketers, runs an amazing marketing agency up here in Lima, Ohio. And this event is called Social Media Week uh Lima, I always call it Lima, Lima. Uh, it's this is the 10th year the event's going on. I've been able to, speaking at this event every single year, I'm very blessed on that. And, you know, she brings amazing uh, small business leaders, uh, you know, from around uh, this area. And, you know, I know there'll be people tomorrow. There's, you know, a lady that you know owns a, a nail salon that she'll be here. Uh, there's a lady that owns a horse grooming business that'll be here. Um, there's uh, actually the president of the university here, uh, UNOH. Uh, shout out to UNOH. Uh, will be here. You know the the manager of a, you know some of the local 
um, you know, businesses and even some of the, you know, the service providers and other marketer uh, marketers will be at this event. And he, and here's the thing that is so important to think about as you know small business owners, and this also goes into you know how we talk about this industry, this space, is that we have to first understand that whatever their preconceived notion is before we open our mouths, is that we have to actually validate that what they heard is is something that that makes sense. Like we don't, it's not like they're making that up. And I will tell you, that's one of the, that's one of the, the biggest mistakes. I, I hear it on podcasts. I hear it on Twitter spaces. Uh, I hear it even on our discord here, you know, that's supporting the podcast. You know, I hear this a lot where people are like, man, I tried to convince this person, you know, I dragged them kicking and screaming or, you know, I, they told me like, you know, they don't believe in um, crypto and they would rather just keep their money underneath their mattress. And I told them that's crazy. And I sent them their first NFT, but now they're not you know participating. And like the funny thing about that is like, it's because you're trying to force them to do things your way and you're also not validating their, you know, their view and their, and their perspective. And one of the things, you know, that I learned a long time ago was that, you know, people don't want to, not only do they not, you know, most people don't like change, but they don't like being forced to change. But what people do like is they, they do like the idea that if, if they have only one perspective or only one input of information on a certain topic, especially if that topic is bleeding edge, especially if that topic is new to them. They love hearing other points of view and other examples. And so the reason that I was so in the know for crypto and to, you know, listening to these podcasts and really being dialed into these podcasts the last couple of days is because I want to be able to understand what are the possible ways that this information is presented to the audience and so much so that like, you know, I have, I, when I walked in the hotel room, I, I put on the local news here and then I, I changed over to, you know, CNBC and I, and I wanted to hear like, how are they talking about crypto? How are they talking about, you know, some of the news around Coinbase laying off 18% of their workforce and uh, the Celsius uh, debacle that, you know, be, that has come unpegged. And, and now, you know, for those that have money in Celsius, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a sticky situ- situation. But the reason I say all of that is because, Here's the truth. Here's the, the flat out truth. If, if you are a small business owner, if you are a entrepreneur, if you're a service provider, you don't need to be thinking about a PFP project. You can, but you don't need to. You don't need to be thinking about, you know, discord. You can, but you don't need to. What you need to be thinking about is what are the things within your business, within your brand, within your customer relationships within your employee relationships that today are either barriers or things that you wish were either simplified or that, that ultimately present a, a overall problem. Now, remember, you know, one of my soapboxes is always that we don't, technology will not fix people problems. People must solve people problems. Uh, so if you have a, a problem amongst your employees, giving them NFTs is not going to solve it. Uh, and that's where I think so many people go wrong is we're trying to, we throw technology at a people problem. It doesn't work. We throw other technology at the people problem. It doesn't fix the problem. We blame the technology. Yet the common variable there is what? The two people involved, not the technology. And so the, for me, when I'm, when I'm presenting this information, I'm presenting it from the standpoint of, I need to validate what they've heard, what is out there in the market. I need to help them understand that, Hey, I, I, I'm right there with you. And it, you know, it seems funny to me and I tweeted things out, but then the, the place where I'm going to go is I'm going to, 
identify a problem that I believe many of them either have or can relate to. And then I'm going to hopefully ask them to like open their mind and their perspective to thinking about what, what would it be like if we were able to authenticate that? What, if we were, what would it be like if we were able to validate that with any, out, any human interaction and yet it would be uh, you know, almost 100%, 99.9% um, you know, confirmed? And so for, for small businesses out there, entrepreneurs, you know, uh, service providers, here's where I think we need to start thinking of things. The first place would be rewards or incentives or really just like the relationship with your super fans, right? Your most loyal fans. And, and that means, you know, your customer that's been your customer loyal for, you know, five years. It could be the, you know, the person that you know will come back every holiday season and buy the same thing. It could be just a friend or a family member that you know that is going to support you no matter what. And what I want you to think about is that, you know, like, how is that relationship? Is it a one to kind of like many communication? What I mean by that is, do you communicate via email newsletter and you posting on social and, and there's very little interaction backwards? Or is it a like, kind of like a, a one to many and then a, a many to one back where people have like, they feel like they have that outlet to you? Now, for a lot of businesses, small businesses especially, that's hard to scale, right? So as a small business becomes successful, one of the things that becomes very hard is that like, how do I still give people that like that hometown feel and, and give them that like warm and fuzzy when I can't always be there and I can't always be that person? Well, the answer is that you must go above and beyond to make their experience feel important and exclusive. And that's where rewards come in, right? I'm, I'm right now sitting in a Marriott rewards hotel. Uh, I have the titanium diamond status with, with Marriott. I've actually, this is not brag. It's kind of scary. I've stayed over 1500 nights. I believe my number is like 1700 and some nights I've stayed at a Marriott hotel. So I have titanium status. So that means every time I go into one of these hotel Marriott's, they kind of like roll out the red carpet. I get a bottle of water. They, they will upgrade me in my room. They will give me free Wi-Fi. And, and part of that is that, you know, if you think about that relationship, right, like, you know, part of the thing I love about Marriott's is like, you know what to expect. Like if you're going to a Fairfield Marriott, you know what to expect. But on top of that, I also, it makes me feel special. And I will tell you, like, I am massively loyal to Marriott. I will drive by three other hotel chains just to stay at a Marriott. I will fly into a different airport because I, so that I can stay on Delta airlines. Like I flew into Cincinnati to get to Northern Ohio today because I wanted to fly Delta and I didn't want to, you know, fly a different airline, even though it was just a short flight back and forth. That's because of the loyalty that I have. But here's the thing. It's actually the rewards and the way that they treat me. But in this world we're in right now, those rewards and the way they treat me, it's really like, unless you're the elitist of elite status, it doesn't really, you know, it feels a lot of times like, okay, well, I just have to earn those things. But like, where does that come into like us owning that? And then also, how do we help people not only feel like what they're building is, you know, by, by their loyalty, what they're building is something of value to them, but we also want them to grow with us. And so this is where I look at it. You know, if you're a small business owner and those that are listening here, right, what you want to start thinking about is that, you know, what are ways that you can create, you know, either new value or existing value 
that is something that you know your audience wants, your community uh, would like to be a part of, yet you really just haven't had the time or it hasn't been something that you prioritized. And you know, I'll give a great example. We did this a couple of years ago um, in with like live video is that you know one of my clients in Scottsdale, Arizona, they, they were like, you know what, like, you know, I know a lot of people that always say like they, they always come into our store because we, we put things on sale Saturday mornings and they always come in and they're always like wishing that they're like their favorite item in our store was on sale. And we came up with the idea. I was like, what if we allowed your most loyal fans to vote on the items that were for sale one Saturday a month? So as the, the small business owner, she picked out three of the items that she was willing to put on sale. And then she did a Zoom call with her loyal fan, her loyal customers and said, hey, here are those three things. I mean, here's the recording of it. She posted it on their Facebook page. And she said, you know, vote on this. And when I wake up in the morning on Saturday, I'll see what the votes are. And then whatever anyone, whatever the most voted item is, we will put that in the, you know, in the storefront window. And that'll be what's on sale for this week. Wow. I mean, I, you, the first time it was a little awkward, I remember. But the second month, the amount of people that were coming in that store Saturday and Sunday saying that they were they were just coming to buy something because they were blown away at how much that that the fact that they that the business owner cared enough to even ask them and include them and they had never even thought of that and it, you know it was a boutique uh you know it was like clothing and decor um you know women's focused and and so that she she continued doing that and and the interesting part about this is that you know it also inspired others to like want to increase their their loyalty but but here's the the problem with that right the problem with that is that Really, the only way to you know kind of enter that kind of uh, experience is through either you've had to been there since the beginning, or you have to buy a certain amount. You know, you have to be there, you know, you know, for all these years, or you know, one item a month for for four years. But what NFTs can provide is they can provide you know an opportunity to actually provide loyalty and rewards in multiple delivery mechanisms. What I mean by that is someone can actually earn the rewards, uh, you know, an NFT for, you know, a certain amount of purchases over a certain amount of time, or they can pay a premium and get that, that same NFT. Now, what that's allowing to happen is that it allows not only some onboarding, but it also allows this idea of like, you know, it's not that they're technically buying loyalty, they're actually buying like, access. And the, the beauty of this, when it is provided in an NFT form that people don't feel as though what they're buying is only as good as you know they live in that area or as good, as much as they can still fit into those clothes because the idea of creating like internal marketplaces and the idea of us re- being able to you know allow people to cash in their rewards at any time is something that really we've never been able to really do at scale and and businesses sometimes do it one off but the problem has really been like you know there's there's never been really a way to like validate what was going on or validate that relationship. And so for the small business owners that I'm going to be talking to tomorrow, part of the conversation is going to be you need to really think about that relationship between your, you know, super fans and 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 how what is that relationship now? What is your current touch points? Is it just you have an email address, maybe you have SMS, maybe it's they're just in a in a Facebook they're, you know, fans of a Facebook page. And then the, the piece of this that I'm going to challenge, you know, every small business and really, you know, pretty much all of the, the business customer relationships is that your first NFT 
in almost every scenario from a brand or business perspective, in my opinion, should be free. It should be one that you gift to people for you know their upcoming purchase. Maybe it's right now and you have a business, a small business, and the it's it's getting you know we're we're a couple months out from Christmas time, right? So maybe it's the idea that anyone that orders you know puts in their Christmas order before September first is going to get, you know, we're going to give you a discount, but we're also going to give you this NFT. And the NFT is going to actually give you something. It's going to give you a special discount between Christmas and New Year's. But the the caveat to that is that, you know, we we can't actually, you know, you can't actually execute on that until Christmas or New Year's. But the beauty of it is that if it comes to Christmas or New Year's and you and you're like, "You know what? There wasn't I don't really want to use this or there wasn't something I wanted to buy." You can actually gift that to someone else or you can actually sell that. You could post it on in our marketplace and allow others to kind of buy that that you know reward. And then therefore you're cashing in on the you know the, the fact that you earned the reward and they're able to take advantage of the fact that others are willing to, to share that. And so that is kind of like that reward, you know, journey. And the beauty of that is by giving them that first NFT it kind of gets them over the hump of like, what the heck's an NFT? And then the other part of that is important is that you have to do have to have some sort of utility. You have to have some sort of something that you are providing them. It can't be just a participation trophy. The other thing that I want to share as far as small business owners and, and, and service providers is that I want you to think about, you know, when you're, when you're thinking about your business in the sense of, you know, who are your, what are your greatest, what's your greatest avenue for leads? What is the the greatest path for you to you know build your business to onboard you know get to to get those new customers and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna guess I'm just gonna guess you know a lot of it is word of mouth a lot of it is you know uh, you know employee recommendations uh, you know it might be you know the fact that you know the if you know if one person in town likes it everyone is gonna talk about your brand or your business now what what the one of the limitations to that is is that you know now you're really relying on whoever your customers are whoever you know whatever is going on um you know whatever that word of mouth is is really you know the the great word of mouth brands are great at helping their customers tell their brand story but not all brands have like a sexy story or a story that is easy to explain to your customers so the interesting part about this is what if you were able to, you know, through that relationship with your employees, with your, with your current customers, what if you were able to give them, gift them an NFT for them to give away to a friend or a family member? And if they gave that away to that friend or family member, then that friendly or family member could, could turn it in for certain things, right? Now we're starting to think of this from a standpoint of we're making it easy and we're controlling some of the variables for how we can, you know, kind of empower that word of mouth. It also gives us a mechanism to validate who are the actual people that are talking about us, because you'll be able to see the NFT was sent to Sally. Sally sent it to Eric. Eric gave it to his wife for a Christmas gift and his wife came in. You'll be able to actually see in the blockchain who the original mentor was and that path to that person coming into that relationship. And this goes into something, even, you know, even the concept of like gift cards, right? Because we know that, you know, businesses, brands love gift cards because I think the number is something like 60% of them are not turned in um, at any point. So people like the brands make a ton of money off of um, un, you know, unused uh, gift cards. But part of that, like, you know, that piece of that is also the idea of like, how do you make sure that people aren't stealing your discount code? 
right? If you're like, you know what? Hey, I'm going to post here on the register of my store. You know, if you use, you know, online, if you go online and buy and use, you know, word Turkey, then you'll be able to get a discount. The problem with that is they can go post in their their Facebook group of all of their friends or uh, you know fellow professionals, right? Maybe all the pickleball players, and they'll say, "Hey, that local sporting goods store said if we buy anything online and use the word turkey, we're now all going to get ten dollars off." Well, what happens with that is that that is like it becomes like this scale that you can't prepare for. So what you end up doing is you don't give that discount, and who does that hurt? It hurts you as the brand, and it hurts your most loyal people. So now rather than thinking about it and saying, I'm giving them a discount code, give them a, you're giving them an NFT. And now we're going to be moving to a, a world where they're going to be transferable and non-transferable NFTs. There are going to be the ability to allow an NFT to be loaned out, the ability for NFTs to, be, um, to only be to shared once or twice before it no longer has, val- has actual um, you know, use anymore, right? You can, it'll burn after the second time that it's actually transferred. With those type of things, you can start to really empower the idea of like tracking data and getting that information. And really, it allows you to limit the unknowns with your customers and your people. Now, your question you're asking is like, Brian, a lot of this sounds like theory. And well, a lot of this, like the tech is being designed, right? And, and it's going to take a while for us to get this kind of set up. But here's the thing. What you need to start working on today is how am I building those relationships? How am I communicating this? Because for a lot of brands, they have like these grand ideas or businesses or small business owners have these grand ideas of like, oh my goodness, I'm going to do this NFT for this and this and this. And the question I just simply ask them is like, how are you going to onboard them? How are you going to get their attention? How are you going to make it easy for them to see the value without having to convince them? of this other thing that they're afraid you're just going to steal their email address and put it into another email newsletter. So right now is the perfect time to strengthen those communication and those relationships that you have with your customers, with your most loyal fans, and even think about things like, hey, how can we start educating our audience on our desire to amplify and support our biggest fans. Like I would start really honing in on that message. The last thing I would, I would really start thinking about is how are you currently managing your data? How are you currently thinking about the information that you have? There's far too many surveys. And speaking of surveys, we teamed up with a social media examiner. Uh, there's a link here in the show notes of the podcast. If you could take one or two minutes for us um, and uh, just fill out the survey, it'll give us an idea of uh, some of your interests, some of your experience with NFTs. There's only there's not very many questions. I promise. It's only like it takes less than two minutes. It's only two pages, and I think it's only like five or six questions on each. We teamed up with Social Media Examiner because we are we're, we're you know excited to partner with them for the crypto business conference that's happening in October. But we're also partnering them with them to better understand our data and you know and our audience so that we can customize our content. We want to know how many NFTs uh, our audience you know on average holds and and some of the things that you know are going on in this space. And and with that being said, you know today's pop, your proof of podcast. Uh, the word is t-shirt. So if you jump over to our website, uh, nft365podcast.com slash t-shirt slash pop. So nft365podcast.com slash pop. And you put in, you know, the word t-shirt there into the, your, your form. Uh, you're going to get one of the, one of the four words that you need for the month so that we can gift you an NFT. But I kind of tie this all into this because if you think about it, like what, what am I doing with the pop? 
Well, technically, for me, it's a way to reward, to celebrate all of you that are, uh, you know, that are coming on this journey with us. It's also an opportunity for me to, to demonstrate another use case of NFTs, right? The way that we're using them and, and the ones that, you know, for those that got their NFT, that got their four answers last month, uh, your NFTs are going out today. We, we just kind of uh, finalized the, the artwork and Kevin finished all that stuff up. And so they're going out today. But the beauty of that is, and this is where I think the most important part of this whole conversation, right? and, and I'm going to wrap this episode on this. Most of us think or believe that we want to build a community, but really all we're focusing on are more people or more access or more information or more email addresses to turn those people into customers, And there is a big difference between trying to build something that provides you more customers versus building you something that is a community that you are growing together, you are empowering together. And so this is where that conversation has to start because you'll notice the use cases that I, I shared with you know, to you today on this on this episode. The the beauty of this is these use cases are you know they're very actionable and they're they're business related, right? Where there are ways that we can turn you know our our lukewarm customer into a great customer, our great customers into our super fans, our our super fans into the marketers of our brand. But the the thing that's most important about this is it has to be about mutual benefit. It has to be about the experience and the onboarding has to be something where you're giving more than what you're asking for. Let me say that again. What you have to prepare yourself right now, small business owners, you know, individual you know, service providers, you have to prepare yourself to care more about them and providing them value than what you want to, them to buy from you or to talk about you. If you're not prepared to do that, you're not building community. You're just looking for another funnel. If you are prepared to do that and you start doing that today, when some of this technology and one of some of these opportunities and some of these use cases are presented to you, not only are you going to be ready, but your audience is going to be ready and they're going to believe and understand that you care about them and that NFT that you're giving them for free for that purchase they make this holiday season actually makes sense because you now understand that the brand, the small business owners, that they care about that customer. So the answer to this whole thing is right now is the time where you double down on ways that you care, you amplify, you celebrate, and really you hone in on understanding the communication methods and what are the things that you could really go above and beyond to you know shock and, shock and delight or to surprise and delight. And I'll leave you with this because Delta did this for me today. I got on an airplane today to fly. It was a 6 a.m. flight. And the gentleman next to me and me were handed a, a handwritten note from the, you know, the Cincinnati, uh, uh, I believe it was the Cincinnati uh, stewardess uh, group. And it was just saying, you know, thank you for being a million mile flyer with Delta. And we are hoping that this flight and this trip is safe. And we thank you for, you know, uh, flying with us. And we hope you have a, a safe flight to Cincinnati. And they signed their name. And I, I will tell you, you know, I might be a millennial, I might be all in the tech and stuff, but there was something really cool about a handwritten note. And it said, dear Brian Fanzo, you know, and it, I mean, this was, it was extremely personalized. And I will tell you like, that was, it's a beautiful element of them just showing that they care. And it makes it a lot easier. I, I tell you what, I open every single email that I get about Delta. I take every single survey they, they, that they provide me or they, they ask me to take. Why? 
because they do the little things like that. Little things matter. They show they care in so many ways that to me, the other parts just kind of fall in place. So I hope that helps for the small businesses and, and service providers out there. Remember, today's pop, the proof of podcast, is a T-shirt. And uh, from uh, Lima, Ohio, I will uh, talk to you tomorrow. I'll give you feedback on how that podcast episode went. Cheers, friends.